Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, Britney Spears is was being held hostage. Guess what? Things have changed for the pop princess. We're going to talk about that. Also, a general in Donald Trump's inner circle writes a book that is so unbelievable that you will not believe it is the best way to put it. Uh, also, there is more going on about Donald Trump and his uh, or his organization and what's happening with the CFO. So let's get started. Are you need to know radio? Starts right now. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm and that's all right. Some people they drink too much. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to All You Need to Know Radio, broadcasting in America and around the world. Hello, Amos. Welcome to our show. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on again. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So let's start off with Britney Spears. And guys, if you want to know, if you want to hear the entire testimony of the pop princess, it has been leaked, and we have it, and we will be playing it at 6 p.m. So this show is extended to the towers tonight. So let's talk about a couple of things real quick. Manchin, sure. Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin, which is a be- he is a betrayal of the Democratic Party. He meets with mm-hmm. Texas Dems and says he wants paired down the voting rights bill this while the democrat texans leave texas so they do not have to vote for a bill that will gut people's rights to vote so first of all almost greg abbott mm-hmm. our worthless ass attorney general is stating he's going to have them arrested when they land what do you think about that craziness 
Well, I think crazy is a good way to put it. As the governor and a person who um, has a law degree, he knows full well that you can't arrest someone because you disagree with them politically. Um, a political protest such as refusing to meet to uh, have a quorum for a clearly unconstitutional bill, which is what I would argue the voting rights bill is, um, it's not a crime. There's no crime being committed. There's nothing that they can be arrested for, for, as far as I can tell, at least nothing that's been publicly reported. So... um, it's, well, it's, what is he saying? As you said, what crazy. he's saying is they got up and they left, mm-hmm. and they're being paid by the American people to do a job, and they are not doing the job. And they're they're saying also the American people are paying their 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 uh, private flights as well as their four star uh-huh. airlines. I mean, it's on every single AM radio show that is the Republicans. Rick Roberts. Except, except that's, Chris, it, all of that is false. I mean, what, what, right. So, so what's actually happening in real life is that the Texas state legislature gets paid per the terms of the Texas Constitution, and um, they have a, a shorter term than most state legislatures. It's, I believe it's something like 140 days every two years. Um, and then they can get called back for a special session like what's happening with this voting rights thing. So, you know, to accuse the Texas Democrats of not doing their job, it's it's just not true. They were there and present for the regular session, and they did appear at the special session before it became clear that the Republicans were going to ram through an unscientific bill for uh, purely partisan reasons to suppress the vote in an unconstitutional manner. And then they exercised their right to political protest and left, using donations, not state money, not public money, but donations from political supporters. They chartered a plane to D.C. where they're staying at a hotel, is my understanding. So um, the AM radio, and here we are on our blog or our podcast or whatever you want to call it, is countering that because it is a false statement. It is not accurate reporting excuse of facts. Excuse me, my dear. Say, yeah. Excuse me, my dear Almost. This is a radio mm-hmm. show. Not a podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> My apologies. Um, the, no problem. The, the, so on this radio show, on this radio show, the, the, we, 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 and as you often say in the lead-ups and things like that, we, we try to deal in facts. And we, we can analyze the facts and talk about the facts in a fun and entertaining way, but when we're talking about what happens on the ground in, in a political maneuver such as what's going on with the Texas state legislature, it's appropriate to deal in facts. And when part of the big problem that we have in this country today is so many people are not appropriately holding their leaders accountable as to the facts. I mean, when Liz Cheney says to Jim Jordan, you know, you, you caused this, you caused the uh, January 6th insurrection. It's, it's an accurate reporting, but you need to give it context, which that is that she voted against impeaching Donald Trump. And so it's 
you, you heard about that then include, because that was big news where Jim Jordan approached her and tried to get tried to mm-hmm. help her with something and she said, Don't touch me. Get away from me. He was, he was like not he was like lady first. As as the as the um, insurrectionists were attacking the Capitol and closing in on where the representatives were voting to certify the election, um, the the uh, head of security, I, I think it was the marshal service, was escorting the members out of the chamber, and apparently that's when Jim Jordan said something along the lines of "We have to help the ladies first or something like that, and offered her a hand, and she said. Apparently, don't effing touch me. Um, you caused this, I thought, I thought which I think is interesting. But but it's my my point, and the reason I brought up that exchange is that um, to talk about that and not talk about how Liz Cheney's policies and positions also led to the January 6th insurrection is it, it, false fact. It's not good reporting. Now, I, I do, uh, you know, with that particular scenario, I do think that Liz Cheney did vote for Donald Trump to impeach the second time, and um, in some ways uh, she should be commended for that. But um, the, the point that I'm trying to make, is, is, as with regards to the Texas legislature as well, is, you know, we're dealing with a situation where political – Reporting and the, the the facts and information that individuals receive is so poor that there's millions and millions of people who are misinformed intentionally, such that they think, like the AM radio station said, that the Texas Democrats are being flown around on a private jet and staying at the Ritz on the back of you know either federal or state tax dollars, and that is false. They also believe, for example, the COVID-19 vaccine is more likely to kill you than it is to help you. There's a lot of different examples of misinformation. Real quick. I'm sorry? Copperhead, you want to jump in? We're going to get to the COVID-19 stuff in a minute because it's getting Mm -hmm. way out of hand, and we need to give some honesty and integrity to actually what Mm -hmm. is happening. Copperhead, do you have any comments Mm -hmm. about what we're talking about I just want to comment on the insurrection. Wasn't that just a normal Talk day? Talk more into your know, microphone. Both... We can't hear you. Microphone more. We can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Much Ooh, better. Better. Okay, so basically almost wasn't the insurrection, as you call it, just a normal day in Congress. That's what my leaders have been telling me, is that it was a normal, average, well, everyday, common, everyone was cool kind of day. So why would I, I think I think that that's what you're I think you're being sarcastic, but it makes a good point. Hugely, hugely, that there's, hugely. But that's an example of yeah. the exact stories that we've been told by the, our leaders to, to to muddle the truth and to muddy the waters, if you will. So that's definitely something that needs to be pointed out. Is you can have some of these leaders that will quote one thing, saying that it's a quiet day in the chambers, and then you just see photographs of them hunched under these tables with you know armed guards guarding them because they're under attack. Right. Of, and not to mention how many deaths. No, that's, that's a great that example. Average. That's a great example of the misinformation that I'm describing. And you know, there's lots of political problems. We've got COVID-19, climate change, economic issues, you know, trade issues, military issues, Afghanistan. There's lots of political 
problems, but there's this like threshold issue of how of the debate and how you know what people's facts are and what people understand is and is not true. And I feel like in my 20 plus years of political uh, awareness and understanding that it's never been nearly this bad. And it's just impossible to have a conversation with somebody who doesn't live in the same reality um, right. as, as you do. And, you know, writ large, there's a huge portion of the American populace that just is grossly misinformed about what's really happening in the government and in, and with so I have, things like sorry, the vaccine. I have one more question about that is during mm-hmm. um, the reign of – original George Bush with Dick Cheney under his VP, uh, weren't we kind of led into a, a war through half-truths and whole lies and blatant, you know, I mean, like that, that to me has been sort of the pinnacle so far of where America has come. You mean weapons of mass destruction true. being found? Yeah. And yeah, that would be a lot of it. And, and that we had to go to war with, you know, one group of people when it's actually another group of people that's attacking us. And it just seemed like it was all very shifty and very, um, ill, ill, Ill tracked as far as any sort of factual information went. Right. No, I think I think that's another example. Even though I would I would point out that that it is a big lie and it's a huge problem, but I can't think of that many um, instances from that era of American politics, other than perhaps the issue with the the weapons of mass destruction that did exist but that didn't exist. Um, well, you know, I can't think of that what many. You're say, what you're trying to say mm-hmm. is you've never seen such comatose people believing such big, stupid lies. Right? I think it was just the fact that, that we were daily Almost. dosed with That's a lot of saying, right? and a lot of... Are you there? Hello, guys. Can y'all um, not hear I'm me? I'm saying that I think that uh, that time of our, our, our nation was very misinformed and that we led we were followed by a whole bunch of people who were very being misingenuous about with their information and they had their own personal vendettas tied up into the politics and that's what led us to where we were at that time. Since then things have been revealed and we're starting to pull our troops home finally but it's a war that maybe we shouldn't have ever have been a part of. And sure. now I think, um, that we're, I think now we're to the same level of misinformation on some people but some people now have the truth, too. So instead of it making it one nation and one direction, even though it's in a bad direction, it's like we have two different nations going on in two different realities. Absolutely. So let's, let's end this real quick and say the Republicans, Chris Rocks, Chris, Chris Crocs, show, sorry, on WBAP, and Rick, um, he's and on Lord, WBAP, uh, yeah, between two and four. Dan Bennett is the president of Cumulus Radio, which owns that, and they need to get a handle on it. And they need to stop their personalities on the radio from lying to their listeners, or I think that they could have some liability down the road. We're going to move on to Britney Spears right now because some really incredible things happened just yesterday. She tried not to get so toxic. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, like one second. Pond. That was fun. Hold on. This kitchen got your tongue tied in my pussy. 
All right. So let's talk about Pop Princess Britney Spears, which just a few years ago, she was $400 million. Now, after all these years of the conservatorship, she's now worth $60 million, which is not anything to sneeze at. But when you take back all the money that's been paid to this unnecessary conservatorship, probably the conservatorship should have lasted about three year, three to five years maybe. The reason I think everybody's jumping ship like almost in Copperhead, her manager actually quit and down. he decided that he thought that she was going to retire Late last night, mm-hmm. he tweeted he felt like he failed the pop star, that he should have gone to the judge and said something about what was going on. So what I think well, is going to end up happening is this new lawyer that is taking over. He is a mm-hmm. bulldog, and I think there will be lawsuits filed against people in the conservatorship, and they will be made to pay back that money, at least – they will try. What do you think, almost? I think that. Well, I, I generally agree, and you know, the attorney, his name is Matt Rosengart, and you know, he's a form. I'm sorry. What do you know about him? Well, I was about to say that he's a former federal prosecutor, and that's a pretty hard job to get. It's called a, usually it's called an assistant United States attorney, and those are very serious attorneys. You, you don't get that kind of job unless you really know what you're doing. And then after – he's currently at a very large firm called Greenberg Traurig, which um, – uh, has a lot of huge, huge clients, but he primarily, according to his bio, you know, I've never met the man. He lives in California, but according to his bio, he's a um, attorney who specializes in entertainment law and issues surrounding uh, contracts to do with music and television industries, essentially. And so it sounds like she's got herself a real strong lawyer. I mean, his firm has a good reputation, if nothing else. And with his resume, you know, the former federal prosecutor thing, I would assume that he knows what he's doing without really knowing. Um, and so, you know, having a, a an, an attorney, there's a, there's a big difference. And I often tell people in my practice and my, my partner and my associates and stuff that, there's a difference between being a lawyer and being an advocate. And it sounds like the prior court-appointed attorney for Ms. Spears, that person was kind of, you know, filling out the papers and filing the appropriate motion and showing up when they needed to, but they weren't really trying to win for their clients is what it sounds like. And from the public statements of Mr. Trout, of, of Mr. Rosengart, uh, Brittany's new lawyer, it sounds to me like he's really an advocate and is going to try to win and get Brittany's request that the conservatorship be removed and that her father be charged civilly with some of the issues related to the money, as we've been discussing. Um, I mean, it sounds like he's going to be, be able to do that, or at the very least be able to file appropriate paperwork such that he can make the 
advocacy for that, even if he ends up ultimately not winning. But I, I think that the judge is correct to allow her to hire her own attorney, and it remains to be seen exactly what that attorney is going to be able to accomplish. But um, it's truly a, an interesting legal matter because – as you said, there's there's millions of dollars that appears to have been mismanaged, and um, when when you've got it in the context of a pop star with mental health issues, it's I mean it's it's too. Um, uh, it's too good to pass up. I mean, it's no, no, no. Uh, nobody can take their eyes off of it. Um, well, guys, get the country, ready. I mean, yeah, get ready because this is about to get even more interesting. Because I did not know this. The skilled mm-hmm. attorney, once he was uh, appointed as Brittany's new attorney uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, he presented an affidavit from none other. Anybody guess? Madonna. Madonna. That refused. Oh, shit. <laughs> I am dead serious. I'm reading this right now on Fox News. It says, in, in a hearing, it just gets crazier. In the affidavit, Madonna can, that says that she completely supports the pop star. And um, it, it's amazing. This gets wor- worse and worse for the conservatorship people. When Madonna's involved, you are F. <laughs> And, and that's the thing is ultimately, you know, you, you know, what's very interesting about all of this is it, 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 a lot of people who don't know a lot about courts and laws that have very strong opinions about Britney Spears have asked me a lot of questions about this. And what I tell them and what I want to tell your audience at large is that um, – in general, most of the time, in my experience, courts and judges get things right. It sometimes takes a very long time and sometimes costs a lot of money. But in, in general, I think it's fair to say that most of the time, the justice system in America works. And it sounds like it was not working for Brittany. For well, several you know, years. Told me this. Hold on one second, Copperhead. You told me the other day almost that this is not something you would actually really have known about, but you were standing in a line somewhere. Tell our audience that story if you don't mind. Oh, God, I don't remember, but um, essentially uh, some folks were asking me questions about um, Britney Spears and about what's happening in the conservatorship, and I was so pleased that I was able to intelligently respond to them about the legal issues, because this is the type of thing that, you know, as somebody who cares a lot about boring things like trade policy and tax policy, that I I typically skip the entertainment news because it's often (laughs) not really news. Um, But, 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 this is real news, and it, it shows abuse of the court system and the conservatorship process and shines a light on a part of the justice system that a lot of people don't really see very much of. And it, it appears that what – I mean, what I said a minute ago, most of the time the justice system gets it right. It appears that in this conservatorship – and I don't have all of the facts and the evidence. I'm not on the jury. I'm not a judge. But based on the public reporting, it appears that they got this one wrong pretty badly, and it was because there were oh, some people like who were being there. very greedy trying to get the trying to get the pop stars' money. 
And um, go, go ahead, Copperhead. Know, go ahead, Copperhead. Being, being, being a layman and looking in on this, you have to admit, it looks like that her original lawyer was set up there just to fill the gap of the necessary requirements for the uh, whole process to go into effect. And the fact that she didn't ever know him, the same thing with her doctors. She wasn't able to choose any of them. The fact that she's been given a medication that she doesn't agree with, the fact she's been given contraceptives that she doesn't uh, want, the fact that she's retained mm-hmm. and withheld from going out in public, put in motion that fit the sure maybe the criteria of what the what the uh, what they need, but they're just fill-ins. They're, no one's there to advocate, like you said, for her. So the fact that she now has somebody in her corner, as long as she can get uh, a doctor that she can approve of or agree with, and be able to get the evaluations or the medication or whatever she needs to do to get her to her best place, is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Be, she was talking about last week. We talked about how she was having her psych evaluations in these like pretty much glass houses in the middle of the paparazzi. Well, nobody's going to want to confess their soul in the middle of 5,000 cameras taking a photograph of them. And who gets photographed more than Britney Spears? So it becomes very much if you have her experts, her lawyers and medical professionals in her corner, then the rest of it should fall in place, not the, not the people who are profiting from it, putting people in place to make that establishment. I, I completely agree with your analysis. It's the difference between a lawyer and an advocate, and it sounds like this new attorney is going to be her real advocate. And hopefully with the, the use of that attorney's knowledge and skill and her attorney's fees going to her own advocacy, which is what there should be, she'll have a positive result and you know, potentially get the conservatorship completely removed or you know, have significantly more control over the portion of her life that is not that is still under the conservatorship. We're not sure exactly what, what it's going to turn out, but I would suspect that however it turns out, it's going to be a lot more – it's going to be a lot more favorable for her is what, is what I expect. Hey, guys. And then the question quick, becomes what's going to happen go to his claim? Go ahead. Right. Real quick, we have some breaking news. The county of Los Angeles – has reported over 1,000 new COVID cases every day for the past Mm -hmm. seven days, and they have reinstated the mask mandate amend the rise in COVID-19 cases. So this kind of, I really want to get, we're going to skip commercial break right now because there's too many important things going on. Um, Almost, what are we going to do to get people to vaccinate? We can't do the lottery thing. I mean, what does, can the federal well, well, government mandate it? Can they mandate it? Mm-hmm. The the answer is only as to federal employees and only after it's fully FDA approved. My understanding is there's been some court cases about this well before COVID, and my my understanding is that right now. One of the vaccines, I believe it's the Pfizer vaccine, has been FDA approved. And then the other two are are like a temporary approval, UAE, um, like some sort of temporary approval status or emergency approval status. Emergency authorized use, I think, is what it is. And because there's these um, uh, not fully approved vaccines, the state, you know, Joe Biden couldn't tell everyone, for example, every soldier in the military or every employee of the federal government. He could not tell them all to get vaccinated. But my understanding is that after that, he could. Now, that's not really the question. The question is, how do we get people in Mississippi to vaccinate? It isn't easy. um, 
Go ahead, David. Go ahead, Copperhead. Yeah, there's a business and a, and a, a local thing that needs to happen here. A, we need to, do, mm-hmm. to get good information out there. And as more people mm-hmm. become vaccinated, more people are going to have faith in the vaccine. Second of all, right. we're going to have businesses who are going to run stricter businesses that are going to say, we mandate at our business, if you want to participate here, that you are going to be following our guidelines, just like you would with any other health code or dress code or whatever else that they have in place already. Third of all, it's going right. to some big uh, social venues, maybe the NBA or the in, uh, Major League Baseball concerts, those kind of situations that say, you can get a ticket, sure, not a problem, but you may not enter the, pr- the premise unless we see your vaccine card. Once you have here's the problem with that becoming started the normal, problem with I've that. also seen stuff like I've seen Walgreens promote uh, $25 back if you get uh, their vaccine, uh, a vaccine with them. You see businesses mm-hmm. and social and personal levels at the ground roots going up, not the federal government coming down on us hard. Right, but the, but the AG, our worthless AG, has signed an executive order saying you cannot prohibit people from entering your businesses without a mask. And that's ground. almost certainly unconstitutional and would be, would be um, struck down by the courts if it were challenged by something, someone like the ACLU. But, but I think Copperhead's point is well taken that right. um, this is a societal issue, not necessarily a governmental issue. And the government and the state governments, you know, for example, I believe like the uh, governor of in Ohio, which is primarily a red state these days, has given some significant incentives for individuals to get their shots, and it has worked some. But I think the real issue is the misinformation, like we were discussing at the beginning. You know, I know people who who are basically very intelligent, who don't really follow the news super closely, and refuse to get a vaccine because, oh, they heard it's unsafe. And it's, it's, it's a messaging issue, and I actually think I, I, I criticize the Democrats and the Biden administration on messaging pretty frequently. I actually think from at a federal level they're doing a decent job, um, but there's an issue – with misinformation and siloed information where the, even though, you know, on whatever YouTube and Facebook, the Biden administration is spending a lot of money on vaccine outreach, the, the people who really need to see it aren't seeing it. Um, and and, well, and let there's me ask this you perception. This. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Okay. So mm-hmm. former president Donald Trump, which I hate to mm-hmm. say his name, but it needs to be said with this. He is still – in speeches, on his uh, statements, because he's not on any social media. I'm sorry, I have to laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm, sorry. Mm-hmm. He no, you're fine, but he's, he's still bringing this vaccine up as a negative. As a former After president, could Biden issue an executive order shutting his mouth? Because it's a health hazard. And he, he has mean, a lot I, of I, – you see what I'm saying? Though? As a, that's, a, that's an interesting legal question. And I think the answer is, is no, but you should try to do it anyway, if that makes sense. Because that's a um, – it's a novel question. I've never, I've never heard of a president attempting to gag a former president for destructive or disruptive speech. Um, something there's a lot going on in the world, and we haven't touched on it today. But right. Russia 
probably leaked on, on, on purpose um, a document yesterday that indicated that they did, in fact, have com- uh, compromising information on Donald Trump. Um, and I have not heard that. Please go forward. Please tell us more. Okay. Well, um, it was first reported by The Guardian kind of late in the night last night, and uh, several several people picked it up today, um, that the there was a photograph, a, a document um, from – it came from the Kremlin, and um, it was almost certainly a selective leak, like they meant it to be leaked, uh, that indicated in, – in, like, it's kind of hard to read. It's in Russian and at a weird angle. But um, it, it indicates that they did, in fact, have compromising information on Donald Trump and that they were intentionally supporting him to sow chaos and distrust in the West and in America. Um, so, you know, I think that the, the grounds for such a muddling could be based on some sort of criminal charge related to – Conspiracy to defraud the United States, um, which is essentially the the, the collusion uh, standard that uh, Mueller said he could not find evidence of beyond a reasonable doubt, but there was ten instances of obstruction of justice that prevented him from finding that evidence. And now the Russian government appears to have selectively released a portion of that smoking gun um, on, on purpose after the fact. So, in, you know, in theory, I think the reason your question is so interesting is clearly just as a matter of First Amendment law, it would not be a valid order for um, uh, Joe Biden to, you know, it would be a bill of a tinker. There would be a bunch of reasons why it's not valid um, to, to say this one person, this former president, Donald Trump, needs to shut up. If, however, he was criminally prosecuted, I think that there could, in fact, be a legal order from a judge to gag him. Um, but, you yep. know, that's – we're not there. there. The government's not doing it. I think – I think the big thing is the lies. It's not so much that we need him to be quiet or him not to have an opinion. It's the fact that he's been corrected on the quality of honesty that he's been speaking, and he's been corrected over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And it takes so much work. It takes like seven or eight times of proof to like for somebody to see here a lie and to accept it. It's kind of that whole positive and negative energy thing. And for him to keep pronouncing it and announcing it and announcing it and reiterating it at all these conferences, every soapbox that he gets, he knows what he's doing. He knows it's destructive, mm-hmm. he knows it's wrong, and he knows his base is eating it up. And so therefore, it's not so much that he can't talk or that he can't talk to people or he can't talk to large crowds. It's that he should be sued every time he lies, especially when hey, he's talking to Hey, hold on a second. Hey, we're not going to commercial break. Cut the song off. Go ahead, Copperhead. No, I'm just saying that it should be a, if, if it shouldn't be a cease and desist order, gag order kind of thing, it should definitely be a momentary fine. Okay. Or, or a fine for what? It's a fine for a criminal act, right? And, right. and it's, right. It's, it's you can't have a, it's, uh, the First Amendment. It's one of the few things that the government absolutely cannot do is is fine you or um, throw you in jail or anything for political speech. 
Right, but um, when it becomes destructive and he starts harming other people and other organizations and the nation as a whole, it becomes a, a, a destruction of private property, if nothing else, because you're destroying America. Right, but th- America. that wouldn't be a government enforcement issue. That would be a civil lawsuit, Copperhead. And it's you okay. know, and there is one. There's the there's several actually. The the Dominion one is probably the most well known, where his you know several attorneys here in in Dallas. Um, Sidney Powell, one of them, has an office on Turtle Creek. Um, she, you know, is about to get sanctioned and is reasonably likely to lose her law license, or at least be unable to practice law in the state of Michigan, where she filed that ridiculous Kraken lawsuit. So, you know, there, there is some comeuppance there, but I think the the question of is there a way to silence or muzzle Donald Trump? Right. My First Amendment professor in law school told me that the the way that you should silence speech with, that you disagree with is more speech. So it's it's instead of um, trying to you know drown shut him, him up or throw him in prison or something, you you drown him out with with correct facts and you know pity, making fun of him for his obvious you know narcissistic tendencies and frankly shunning his uh, ardent supporters and making them not part of polite and civil society. You know, you don't have to be nice and, and polite to the Nazis. Like you're, you're allowed to say you don't get to talk here in this room because I don't like you. And and so, you know, the, one of the issues is the, the media and the, the more mainstream media, even though I despise that term, but people like CNN and MSNBC are still inviting Republicans on to tell their story. And it's like pointless because they get on there and they just bold-faced lie and don't tell the truth about basic things like humans made climate change, the vaccine works. You know, it, it's – we, we need to shut them out of polite society. It is sad that the GOP mm-hmm. has gone to the dark side, and it doesn't seem like it's going right. to come back. So I have a question, but don't laugh at me. Sure. Donald Trump has come up with a new logo, <laughs> and it is the presidential seal. It's the presidential mm-hmm. seal, but around it, it says – Office of Donald Trump, but it's the presidential seal. Could that be interpreted against the one president at a time law? That's very interesting, and I don't know the answer, and I would want to look at the actual logo before I made any sort of interpretation. But um, um, just kind of off the cuff, without having looked at the logo, it's – there are some laws, and I believe they're in the federal code, the United States code, about impersonation of the office of the president. Um, and, you know, we can speculate. The thing, the thing about it is, John, um, who's going to enforce it, right? It would have to be the AG's office. It would have to be Merrick Garland, um, you know, to the, to the extent that they were going to charge him with a crime for, for misappropriating the presidential seal, which I'm, I'm pretty sure is a crime under federal law, um, you know, the, the AG's office would be the one to do it. And, you know, I'm as I predicted eight months ago or something when Biden indicated that he would nominate Mr. Garland as the AG, 
I, I predicted that he wasn't going to be appropriately aggressive, and he's not. As we've talked mm-hmm. about on this show before, there's right. a um, seditious conspiracy. Okay, they, 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 there was there was a meeting of the minds with a, with an overt act or multiple overt acts to plan to storm the Capitol in an insurrection on November sixth, and there were several Republican members of Congress who were very likely involved, allegedly, uh, Paul Gosar, Mo Brooks, Lauren Boebert, and others. And it's like the fact that I know this is because it was widely reported in the news, and. A, a, a conspiracy to overthrow the United States federal government occurred with several members of the federal government being involved. And as far as I can tell, there is not even an investigation. Okay? Well, let's they, move they to the – let's up. move – Sorry, move I'm, I'm the, sorry. That's okay. That. That's okay. But mm-hmm. we're going to move to the next thing, and this will be – and then I'll give you a two-minute warning. The, U, the yes, top sir. U.S. military officer, chairman of the chief <laughs> joint chiefs, General Mark Milley. Milley was so Milley wrote a book and he was so shaken that then President Donald Trump and his allies might attempt a coup or take other dangerous illegal measures after the November election that Milley and other top officials informally planned for different ways to stop Trump according to the excerpts of the upcoming book obtained by CNN. The <laughs> book alone is is called I alone I can fix it is scheduled to be released. So the book recounts how the first time in modern history of the nation's top military officer whose role is to advise the president was preparing for a showdown with the commander in chief because he mm-hmm. feared a coup attempt that Trump once Trump lost the November election. That's scary as shit. It is. And and the people who are allowing this to just kind of be business as usual, oh, you know, the Republicans are bad, the Democrats are bad, both sides are the same, you know, whatever. Th- those people are part of the problem, okay? Obviously, the red hat brown shirts who want to round up gay people and execute them are also part of the problem. But the the enablers and the people who just say, oh, both sides are the same. It's really not that big of a deal. My life doesn't change no matter who's in the White House. They're also part of the problem because there's this huge existential threat where something like 30, 35% of our populace would rather have an autocratic dictator in Donald Trump than a duly elected president in Joe Biden. Now, you know, we could disagree about policy, about what we should do to solve our problems. But when we disagree about the very system of government, about the foundation of our democracy, it's an emergency. It's a, you know, 10 out of 10 emergency. And I I personally can, can never see voting for a Republican again for the rest of my life because of this. And I'm open, you know, for years I was a registered as an independent and I'm currently registered as a Democrat because I wanted to vote in primaries. But, um, I mean, for years I was registered as an independent. I'm open. If the Republicans give me better policy, I will vote for them. But I will never do it again in my life because of this existential threat caused by 
Donald Trump. And General Milley, I mean, thank God we have some patriots because, I, I, I mean, we, you and I had actually, on this show, we had talked about worst-case scenarios and, you know, right. what could happen if there was a subsequent uprising or a second uprising. Um, and, and, you know, I'm glad to see that one of the predictions that you had actually made, John, that the, the you know, the generals and the army wouldn't allow it. it. It appears that you're right. And and I'm I was concerned that maybe you were wrong because a lot of those kind of law and order types tend to have a right wing bent. But um I, it appears that there are some people who still care about the constitution of the United States in the Joint Chiefs of Staff and at the highest levels of the American military. And so, you know, I'm Millie is a patriot and I uh, yep. sincerely appreciate him and I'm probably gonna buy his book. I think hey, uh, Copperhead, too. you want to comment about that? I think we, yeah, I, I think uh, you and I actually talked about this Hollywood off off mic about where would we go, what we do, what would be expected, and where would they attack, kind of thing. The big cities and that sort of conversation. And I remember having that conversation with you not too long ago. And I told you at the time, it's really hard for the brass of the military who fought so hard for our nation, who have seen men die for our nation, who have been in situations where they've had to pick up guns or weapons of mass destruction or whatever it is and fight for what they believe in. And it's a really hard for somebody like Donald Trump, who's not in politics, he's just a crooked businessman, to sway somebody like that. He's not – I mean, Donald Trump got out of the military for a reason, right? He's not part of the military. The military is not part of Donald Trump. They fought hard for their He's freedom. a coward. They fought hard for our freedoms, He's a and a I don't coward. think Donald Trump's in the same vein. Well, the book goes on. So for them to follow him blindly after, would be a difficult. The book goes on. After the January 6th insurrection, the book says Millie held a conference call each day with Meadows and then Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Uh, Pompeo. Mm-hmm. Um, Rucker reports that other calls to compare notes collectively survey the horizon for trouble. The general theme of these calls were Come hell or hot water, there will be a transfer peace. There will be a peaceful transfer of power in, on January 2017. We've got one engine, and we're out of fuel. We've got to land this bad boy, is, says the book. Right. So that makes me feel a, a little bit better, you know, almost. We talked about this in mm-hmm. great detail because I really felt like this was going to happen, and they were going to mm-hmm. stand – I've heard over and over in listening to shows where generals are supposed to follow the commander-in-chief, but if they feel like it's something that violates the sovereignty of the United States, they don't have to follow it. An unconstitutional order is the wording. I agree. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about this? And I'll give you a two-minute not really. I'll go. Thank you so much. Um, so clearly um, we've talked about a variety of issues, but um, one of the, the, the primary threshold issue, as I previously discussed, that appears to be the most dire threat to our nation at this point is the team sports aspect of politics where people are so siloed with misinformation that I – can have a conversation with a conservative or somebody who closely follows uh, conservative viewpoints and conservative news, and we can be talking about completely different realities, completely different sets of facts. And there, there is no such thing as both sides are the same here. 
fact is a fact. The truth exists and is real. And um, when, you know, I say things that are generally uncontroversial, like Jeff Bezos should pay a higher percentage tax rate than Amos Warrench, that's me, you, you would think that we would get generalized agreement from people on both sides of the political spectrum, but instead you get an argument that my facts are fake. So if you care about the truth and you care about reality, you need to register to vote and vote for every Democrat in every election forever because these Republicans cannot be trusted to tell the truth. Um, thank you so much for the time, as always, and the platform. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you, almost. Until next week, we appreciate you as always. All right, guys. So once again, we are not going to take a break. Uh, we're going to continue with myself and Copperhead. You're listening to All You Need to Know Radio, broadcasted in America and around the world, and number one in our time slot every single week. We want to say thank you for that. Thank you to Blog Talk Radio for pushing us out there. And if you happen to miss any of our shows, you can go to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, iTunes, anywhere you listen, get your favorite podcast and hear our past shows. So uh, real quick, let's uh, remind everybody that in about seven minutes, we will be playing the entire testimony of one of the most famous people in the world. And how this happened to her, I do not understand. Britney Spears, forget the money she's worth. Think about her character. Think about how she's known publicly everywhere around the planet. I mean, there's no one, if you ask who Britney Spears is, that would not know. And yet she is being abused by Judge Brenda Penny. Brenda Penny should be removed from the bench. And everybody that took any amount of money in this conservatorship, they need to really analyze this conservatorship and figure out exactly how long that conservatorship should have been in place. And anybody that took money after that should be made to pay back to the pop star. It doesn't matter how much money she's worth and how much she can earn. It matters. They never should have got it. Your point, Copperhead? I've already said before, I think that this uh, whole conservatorship was set up at the time that she needed it, but it was misused. Her father situated it and put up a whole bunch of front people to fill positions and check the marks of what was necessary, but it was never for her benefit. So it's always been for to control her and to control her money, and that's really made a lot of people rich and unrightfully so. Well, and it's sad to think that your own father would do this to you, that your own family would try to make a buck off of you. And I tell now, you what. Quick, correct me if I'm wrong. Hold correct on. Correct me now. if I'm wrong, but he wasn't Love, hold on. growing up, correct? Hold on a second. Loving Madonna even more that she has issues an affidavit to the court. Can you believe that? She's worked with Britney Spears. You know that she's worked with her on a video and then met with her several times. But uh, I think she's more of a parental figure than her father has ever been who just shows up when there's money. Agreed. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to lose my train of thought. He was completely separated from the family, though, when she was growing up, wasn't he? It wasn't until she became rich and famous. Yeah, he was a drug. He was a drug addict. <laughs> he was a he was an alcoholic. 
he did cocaine. Well, that's who I did crystal meth. That's absolutely who should be in charge of conservatorship. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happened. When from day one, Britney Spears said, I know that the conservatorship's going to happen. I need it. But I just don't want my father to be in charge. And yet the court ignored that. And I just, all the way back to day one, I just don't that. I don't get it. Well, the problem was was that you had to have somebody in charge. She was definitely at a point where she needed help. She was crying for help. Uh, she was acting out a lot. And so it was very necessary for her to get saved, you know. And when it becomes this sort of situation, the reason her father saw the opportunity was because she was weak at that time, unfortunately. And he saw a, to- a time to, to uh, plead father figure to get into that niche. And he wasn't left alone there. What was scary was there was a corporation that was also given part of this conservatorship control, and then a couple of other individuals. Wasn't there three individuals and then the conservatorship uh, company that was helped running this? Like it was, a, I don't know, the division of power. Yeah, they've all resigned. They've all resigned. But like everybody else, but it's only now that Britney Spears has made a public light of it. They didn't do it while it was private. So the fact that you know what I think. I think that they were shocked They're getting kicked back. that Britney Spears actually addressed the court personally. They thought right, she would they were never by her have the courage. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure part of it was because her father kept her medicated or kicked down or submitted and then told the companies and the other leaders that, hey, no, no, I got her under control. She's fine. And everybody saw money coming in, and everybody didn't question it, and so therefore that's that. It's amazing how people can turn a blind eye as long as they're getting paid. Well, and you know, when the free Britney thing came up, I thought that was a joke. And I want to apologize publicly to Britney Spears for thinking that was a joke. And I say hats off to the two girls that started the podcast that really brought light to this and then got something framing Britney Spears on Hulu which has really got the attention of the entire country about necessary what was going attention. On. Yeah, very nice, very necessary. It's kind of scary that one of the most popular people in modern times, like I said, she's been photographed probably more than anybody else on the planet, and yet she's trapped. How? I mean, it's one thing to be kind of trapped in it and closed in, and like your your body is constantly recorded, kind of like the paparazzi does. But it's another thing to be controlled to the fact where you have a limited amount of allowance that you're allowed to have. You're controlled with who you can talk to and what you can do and how you can do it. I mean, she's been in both sides of that spectrum now. So her being a mom and her having somebody who's a partner now in her life and having a lawyer on her back, she gets some good doctors and some good support system like that. She's got, she still has plenty of time to make a huge splash in her life. Absolutely. And guys, get ready. In two minutes, you will hear live on All You Need to Know Radio and only here the entire testimony that was leaked between Britney Spears and the judge that's over her case, the conservatorship that lasted over 13 years of the pop star's life. You can't get that time back. Brenda Penny, she should be removed from the bench. One minute, Copperhead, so we can play the show. We'll see. Uh, we'll see about the judge because right now the judge has reopened the case. He's allowed her to pull a new a lawyer to that supports her. So the lawyer may just be a little bit in the dark. We'll give a, I mean, the judge may be a little bit in the dark. We'll give a benefit of doubt. We'll see how this is going. But right now, it's blatantly aware that she's on Britney's side when she says she's a new lawyer. When she hears her testimony and, and uh, reports it live, 
in, in, in public. She doesn't put a seal on anything. She's not withholding anything. So she's being very transparent, and there's a reason why a judge would be transparent. It's because they stand beside their decision. And for you those listeners out there who are having trouble listening to me because I speak so fast, you might want to stay tuned because Brittany speaks a little bit faster than I do, I think. Well, it's because you're passionate about what you're talking about, and you care. And Absolutely. you're right. I think she's very, very passionate about what she speaks about, too. So um, without further ado, here's Britt Spears, guys. Honest with you, I haven't been back to court in a long time because I don't think I was heard on any level when I came to court the last time. I brought four sheets of paper in my hands and wrote in links what I had been through the last four months before I came there. The people who did that to me should not be able to walk away so easily. I'll recap. I was on tour in 2018. I was forced to do. My management said if I don't do this tour, I will have to oh, find an attorney. Ms. Spears, Ms. Spears, um, I, just, I hate to interrupt you, but my court reporter is taking down what you're saying. Okay. And so you have to speak a little more slowly. Oh, oh of course, yes. Okay, and, I apologize. And make a Great. The people who did this to me should not get away and be able to walk away so easily. Recap. I was on tour in 2018. I was forced to do. My management said if I don't do this tour, I will have to find an attorney and by contract, my own management could sue me if I didn't follow through with the tour. He handed me a sheet of paper as I got off the stage in Vegas and said I had to sign it. It was very threatening and scary and with the conservatorship, I couldn't even get my own attorney. So out of fear, I went ahead and I did the tour. When I came off that tour, a new show in Las Vegas was supposed to take place. I started rehearsing early, but it was hard because I'd been doing Vegas for four years and I needed a break in between. But no, I was told this is the timeline and this is how it's going to go. I rehearsed four to four days a week, um, half of the time in the studio and half of the other time in a Westlake studio. I was basically directing most of the show with my whereabouts, where I preferred to rehearse and actually choreography, meaning I taught my dancers my new choreography myself. I take everything I do very seriously. There's tons of video with me at rehearsals. I wasn't good. I was great. I led a room of 16 new dancers in rehearsals. It's funny to hear my manager's side of the story. They all said I wasn't participating in rehearsals, and I never agreed to take my medication, which my medication is only taken in the mornings, never at rehearsals. They don't even see me. So why are they even claiming that? When I said no to one dance move into rehearsals, um, it was as if I planted a huge bomb um, somewhere, and I, I said, no, I don't want to do it this way. After that, my management and my dancers and my assistant of the new people that were supposed to do the new show all went into a room, shut the door, and didn't come out for at least 45 minutes. Ma'am, I'm not here to be anyone's slave. I can say no to a dance move. I was told by my at-the-time therapist, Dr. Benson, who died, that my manager called him in that moment and told him I wasn't cooperating or following the guidelines in rehearsals, and he also said I wasn't taking my medication, which is so dumb because I've had the same lady every morning for the past eight years give me my same medication, and I'm nowhere near these stupid people. It made no sense at all. There was a week period where they, they were nice to me, and they said, I don't want to do, and I told them I don't want to do the um, – they, wait, no. they, were, they were nice to me. They said, if I don't want to do the new Vegas show, I don't have to because I was getting really nervous. 
I said, I can wait. It was like, they told me I could wait. It was like lifting literally 200 pounds off of me when they said I don't have to do in the show anymore. Cause it was, I was really, really hard on myself and it was too much. Um, I couldn't take it anymore. So I remember telling my assistant, but you know what? I feel weird if I say no, I feel like they're going to come back and be mean to me or punish me or something. Three days later after I said no to Vegas, my therapist sat me down in a room and said he had a million phone calls about how I was not cooperating in rehearsal and I haven't been taking my medication. All of this was a false. He, uh, he immediately the next day put me on lithium out of nowhere. He took me off my normal meds I'd been on for five years. And lithium is a very, very strong um, and completely different medication compared to what I was used to. You can go mentally impaired if you take too much, if you stay on it longer than five months. But he put me on that and I felt drunk. I really couldn't even take up for myself. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mom or dad really about anything. I told them I was scared and I, my doctor had me on six different nurses with this new medication come to my home, stay with me, to monitor me on this new medication, which I never wanted to be on to begin with. There were six different nurse, nurses in my homes and they wouldn't let me get in my car to go anywhere for, for a month. Not only did my family not do a goddamn thing, my dad was all for it. Anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad. And my dad only, he acted like he didn't know. That I was told I had to be tested over the Christmas holidays before they sent me away when my kids went to, home to Louisiana. He was the one who approved all of it. My whole family did nothing. Over the two-week holiday, a lady came into my home for four hours a day, sat me down, and did a psych test on me. It took forever. But I was, I was told I had to then... After that, I got off, oh, um, wait, I was told I had to then after I got a phone call from my dad saying, after I did the psych test with this lady, basically saying I had failed the test or whatever, uh, whatever. Um, I'm sorry, Brittany, you have to listen to your doctors. They are planning to send you to a small home in Beverly Hills to do a small rehab program that we're going to make up for you. You're going to pay $60,000 a month for this. I cried on the phone for an hour, and he loved every minute of it. The control he had over someone as powerful as me, as he loved the control to hurt his own daughter 100,000%, he loved it. I packed my bags and went to that place. I worked seven days a week, no days off, which in California, the only similar thing to this is called sex trafficking, making anyone work, work against their will, taking all their possessions away, credit card, cash, phone, passport card, and placing them in a home where they... They work with the people who live with them. They all, they all lived in the house with me, the nurses, the 24-7 security. Um, there, there was one chef that came there and cooked for me um, daily on the, during the weekdays. They watched me change every day naked, morning, noon, and night. Um, my body, I had no privacy door for my, um, for my room. I gave eight gals of blood a week. If I didn't do any of my meetings and work from ten, um, eight to six at night, which is 10 hours a day, seven days a week, no days off, I wouldn't be able to see my kids or my boyfriend. I never had a say in my schedule. They always told me I had to do this. And ma'am, I will tell you, sitting in a chair 10 hours a day, seven days a week, it ain't fun. And especially when you can't walk out the front door. And that's why I'm telling you this again two years later. After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy, it's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. And I'm depressed. 
I cry every day. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't think how the state of California can have all this written in the court documents from the time I showed up and do absolutely nothing. Just hire with my money another person to keep and keep my dad on board. Ma'am, my dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing me when I said, no, ma'am, they should be in jail. Their cool tactics working for Miley Cyrus as she smokes on joints and stage at the VMAs. Nothing is ever done to this generation for doing wrong things. But my precious body, who's worked for my dad for the past fucking 13 years, trying to be so good and pretty, so perfect when he works me so hard. When I do everything I'm told in the state of California, allowed my father, ignorant father to take his own daughter, who only has a role with me if I work with him. They set back the whole course and allowed him to do that to me. That's given these people I've worked for way too much control. They also threatened me and said, if I don't go, then I have to go to court. And it will be more embarrassing me if the judge publicly makes you go the, the evidence we have. You have to go. I was advised for my image. I need to go ahead and just go and get it over with. They said that to me. I don't, I don't even drink alcohol. I, sh I should drink alcohol, considering what they put my heart through. Also, the Bridges facility they sent me to, none of the kids, the, 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 I, went, I was doing this program for four months. So the last um, two months, I went to a Bridges facility. None of the kids there did the, did the program. They never showed up for any of them. Um, you didn't have to do anything if you didn't want to. How come they always made me go? How come I was always threatened by my dad and anybody that participated in this conservatorship? If I don't do this, what they tell me to enslave me to do, they're going to punish me. The last time I spoke to you by just keeping the conservatorship going and also keeping my dad in the loop made me feel like I was dead, like I didn't matter, like nothing had been done to, to me, like you thought I was lying or something. I'm telling you again because I'm not lying. I want to feel heard, and I'm telling you this again so maybe you can understand the depth and the degree and the damage that they did to me back then. I want changes, and I want changes going forward. I deserve changes. I was told I have to sit down and be evaluated again if I want to end the conservatorship. Ma'am, I didn't know I could petition the conservatorship to end it. I'm sorry for my ignorance, but I honestly didn't know that. But honestly, but I don't think I owe anyone to be evaluated. I've done more than enough. I don't feel like I should even be in room with anyone to offend me by trying to question my capacity of intelligence, whether I need to be in this stupid conservatorship or not. I've done more than enough. I don't owe these people anything, especially me, the one that has roofed and fed tons of people on tour on the road. It's embarrassing and demoralizing what I've been through, and that's the main reason. I've never said it openly, and mainly I didn't want to say it openly because I honestly don't think anyone would believe me. To be honest with you, the Paris Hilton story on what they did to her to that, that school, I didn't believe any of it. Of it. I'm sorry. I'm an outsider, and I'll just be honest. I didn't believe it. And maybe I'm wrong, and that's why I didn't want to say any of this to anybody, to the public, because I thought people would make fun of me or laugh at me and say, she's lying. She's got everything. She's Britney Spears. I'm not lying. I just want my life back, and it's been 13 years, and it's enough. It's been a long time since I've owned my money, and it's my wish and my dream for all of this to end without being tested. Again, it makes no sense whatsoever for the state of California to sit back and literally watch me with their own two eyes make a living for so many people and pay so many people trucks and buses on tour on the road with me and be told I'm not good enough. 
but I'm great at what I do. And I allow these people to control what I do, ma'am, and it's enough. It makes no sense at all. Now, going forward, I'm not willing to meet or see anyone I've met with enough people against my will. I'm done. All I want is to own my money for this to end and my boyfriend um, to drive me in his fucking car. And I would honestly like to sue my family, to be totally honest with you. Um, I also would like to be able to short share my story with the world and um, what they did to me instead of it being a hush-hush secret to benefit all of them. I want to be able to be heard on what they did to me by making me keep this in for so long is not good for my heart. I've been so angry and I cry every day. It concerns me. I'm told I'm not allowed to expose the people who did this to me. For my sanity, I need you to the judge to approve me, do, be, do an interview where I can be heard on what they did to me. And actually, I have the right to use my voice and take up for myself. My attorney says I can't, um, it's not good. I can't let the public know anything they did to me. And by not saying anything is saying it's okay. I, I don't know what I said here. It's not okay. I would rush. Actually, I don't want to interview. I'd much rather just have an open call to you for the press to hear, which I didn't know today we're doing. So thank you. Instead of having an interview, honestly, I need that to get it off my heart, the anger and all of it that, that, um, that that's been happening. It's not fair they're telling me lies about me openly. Even my family, they do interviews to anyone they want on news stations, my own family doing interviews and talking about the situation and making me feel so stupid. And I can't say one thing. And my own people say I can't say anything. It's been two years. I want a recorded call to you. Actually, we're doing this now, which I didn't know that we were doing this. Um, to the public who knows what they did to me. I told my, um, I know my lawyer, Sam, has been very scared for me to go forward because he's saying if I speak up, I'm being over overworked in that facility of that rehab place. The, the rehab place will see me. He told me I should keep it to myself, really. I would personally like to, actually, I know I've, I've had grown with a personal relationship with Sam, my lawyer. I've been talking to him like three times um, a week now. We've kind of built a relationship, but I haven't really had the opportunity by my own self to actually handpick my own lawyer by myself. Um, and I would like to be able to do that. Um, I would like to um, also, um, the main reason why I'm here is because I want to end the conservatorship without having to be evaluated. I've done a lot of research, ma'am, and there's a lot of judges who do end conservatorships for people without them having to be evaluated all the time. The only times they don't is if a concerned family member says something's wrong with this person and consider um, and other otherwise and considering my family has lived off my conservatorship for 13 years i won't be surprised if one of them has has something to say and go forward and say we don't think this should end we have to help her especially if i get my fair served in turning exposing what they did to me also i want to speak to you about at the moment my obligations which i personally don't think at the very moment i owe anybody anything i have three meetings a week i have to attend no matter what i just don't like feeling like i work for the people whom i pay i don't like being told i have to no matter what even if i'm sick jody the conservator says i um i have to see my coach ken even when i'm sick i would like to do one meeting a week with a therapist i've never in before even before they sent me to that place had two therapy sessions um a therapy one a therapy session and one therapy session with um my I have a doctor and then a therapy person. Um, what I've been forced to do illegal in my life, I shouldn't be told I have to be available three times a week to these people. I don't know. I'm talking to you today because I feel again, yes, even Jody is starting to kind of take it too far with me. They have me going to therapy twice a week and a psychiatrist. I've never in the past had wait they have me going yeah twice a week and my doctor gold so that's three. 
I've never in the past had to see a therapist more than once a week. It takes too much out of me going to this man I don't know. Number one, I'm scared of people. I don't trust people with what I've been through. And the clever setup of being in Westlake, one of the most exposed places in Westlake, which today, yesterday, paparazzi showed me coming out of the place literally crying um, in therapy. It's embarrassing and it's demoralizing. I deserve privacy when I go. I deserve privacy when I go and have therapy either at my home, like I've done for eight years. They've always come to my home. Or um, when the Dr. Benson, the guy, the man that died, um, I went to a place similar to what I went to in Westlake, which was very exposed and really bad. Um, okay, so wait, where was I? In Westlake, it's, I, it was identical to Dr. Benson, who died, the one who illegally, yes, 100% abused me by the treatment he gave me to. And to be totally honest with you, I was so... Excuse me for interrupting you. But my reporter says if you could just slow down a little bit because she's trying to make sure she gets everything that you're saying. Okay, cool. And so so okay. that would be great. Um, I have been through, and the cover set in Westlake is identical to Dr. Benson, who died, the one who illegally, yes, 100% abused me by the treatment he gave me. And to be totally honest with you, when he passed away, I got on my knees and thank God. In other words, mm -hmm. my team is pushing, with, pushing it with me again. I have trapped phobias being in small rooms because the trauma locking me up in, for four months in that place is not okay for them to send me, sorry, I'm going fast, to that small room like that twice a week with another new therapist I pay that I never even approved. I don't like it. I don't want to do that. And I haven't done anything wrong to deserve this treatment. It's not okay to force me to do anything I don't want to do. By law, at, by law, Jody and this so-called team should honestly, I should be able to sue them for threatening me and saying, if I don't go and do these meetings twice a week, we, can, we can't let you have your money and go to Maui on your vacations. You have to do what you're told for this program and then you will be able to go. But it was very clever they picked one of the most exposed places in Westlake, knowing I have the hot topic of the conservatorship, that over five paparazzis are going to show up and get me crying coming out of that place. I begged them to make sure that they did this at my home so I would have privacy. I deserve privacy. The whole conservatorship from the beginning, once um, – the conservatorship, oh, the conservatorship from the beginning, once you see someone, whoever it is, in the conservatorship making money, making them money and myself money and working, that whole, that whole statement right there, the conservatorship should end. There should be no – I shouldn't be in a conservatorship if I can work and provide money and work for myself and pay other people. It makes no sense. The laws need to change. What state allows people to own another person's money and account and threaten them and saying, you can't spend your money unless you do what we want you to do, and I'm paying them? Ma'am, I've worked since I was 17 years old. You have to understand how thin that is for me. Every morning I get up to know I can't go on somewhere unless I meet people I don't know every week in an office identical to the one where the therapist was very abusive to me. I truly believe this conservatorship is abusive. And now we can sit here all day and say, oh, conservatorships are here to help people. But ma'am, there's a thousand conservatorships that are abusive as well. I don't feel like I can have live a full life. I don't owe... I don't owe them to go see a man I don't know and share him my problems. I don't even believe in therapy. I always think you take it to God. I want to end the conservatorship without being evaluated. In the meantime, I want this therapist um, once a week. He can either come to my home. Um, no, I just want him to come to my home. I'm not willing to go to Westlake and be embarrassed by all these paparazzi 
the scummy paparazzi laughing at my faces while I'm crying, coming out and taking my pictures as all these um, white, nice dinners with people drinking wine at restaurants, watching me leave these places. They set me up by sending me to the most exposed places, places and I told them I didn't want to go there because I knew um, paparazzi would show up there. Um, uh, they only gave me two options for therapists, and I'm not sure how you make your decisions, ma'am, but this is the only chance for me to talk to you for a while. I need your, your help. So if you can just kind of let me know where your head is, I, I don't really honestly know what to say, but my requests are just to end the conservatorship without being evaluated. I, I want a petition basically to end the conservatorship, but I want to, I want it to be petitioned to end it, but I don't want to be evaluated and be sat in a room with people four hours a day like they did me before. And they made it even worse for me after that happened. So I just, I, I, I'm honestly new at this, and I'm doing research on all these things. I do know common sense and the method that things can end. It For people, it has ended without them being evaluated. So I just want you to take that in considera consideration. I've also done research. Um, um, wait. Also took a year during COVID to get me any self-care methods during COVID. She said there were no services available. She's lying, ma'am. My mom went to the spa twice in Louisiana during COVID. For a year, I didn't have my nails done, no hairstyling and no massages, no acupuncture, nothing for a year. I saw the maids in my home each week with their nails done different each time. She made me feel like my dad does, very similar, her behavior and my dad, but just a different dynamic. Team wants me to work and stay home instead of having longer vacations. They, you, they are used to me sort of doing a weekly routine for them, and I'm over it. I don't feel like I owe them anything at this point. They need to be reminded they actually work for me. They tricked me by sending me to the... Okay, I repeated myself there. Um, okay. Uh, um, also, I was supposed to be able to... Um, I have a friend that I used to do AA meetings with. I did AA for two years. I have like, you know, um, I did three meetings a week. You know, I've met a bunch of um, women there and I'm not able to see my friends that live eight minutes away from me, which I find extremely strange. Um, I, I feel like they're making me feel like I live in a rehab program. This is my home. Um, I'd like for my boyfriend to be able to drive me in his car. Um, and I want to meet with a therapist once a week, not twice a week. And I want him to come to my home. Because I actually know I do need a little therapy. Um, I was told, um, um, hold on. I think that, oh, and I would like to progressively move forward and I want to have the real deal. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. I was told right now in the conservatorship, I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have a um, ID inside of myself right now so I don't get pregnant. I wanted to take the ID out so I could start trying to have another baby, but this so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they they don't want me to have children, any more children. Um, so basically this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. Um, I, won't, I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have a two to three year break and just, you know, do what I want to do. Um, but I do feel like um, there is a crunch here and I feel like um, I feel open and I'm okay to talk to you today about it. But I, I wish I could stay with you on the phone forever because 
when I get off the phone with you, all of a sudden, all of I hear, I hear all these no's, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden I get, I feel ganged up on and I feel bullied and I feel left out and alone. And I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have the same rights as anybody does by having a child, a family, any of those things and more so. Um, and that's all I wanted to say to you. And thank you so much for letting me speak to you today. You'd be surprised how many times I've seen, oh my God, I thought JoJo died. Like she's still out here. Yeah, I'm still here. Like From the age of six, I was like, I'm going to be a star. By the time I was 13, my song, Leave Get Out, went number one. From there it was MTV. I opened up for Usher, that was my first tour. But 13, JoJo was the youngest solo artist to ever have a number one. How do you follow that? She does Too Little Too Late from the second album. She was going toe to toe. All right, everybody. So that was Britney Spears live with the judge. To keep you up to date, the judge has now ordered that Britney Spears' former attorney be fired and Britney Spears gets to pick her own attorney which she did, by the way. And uh, when issuing a statement, her new attorney, which I don't have his name in front of me, but the very first thing that her new attorney said is that he sees that this uh, conservatorship is unnecessary for the pop star, and he feels like the court will be on his side. So thank you so much for joining us on our extended show tonight. Thank you to Copperhead, our... uh, He is our uh, uh, special investigator, so if you have any things that, you know, you've been taking advantage of, like he resolved the Wayfair for one of our listeners, and our listener ended up getting their uh, merchandise for free, Um, you can email him at allyouneedtoknowradio at gmail.com. In the subject line, put Copperhead, and we'll make sure that that gets to him. Guys, right now, COVID-19, you must get vaccinated. This is not a Republican. This is not a gay thing. This is not a, a Democrat thing. This is not an um, independent thing. This is not an Asian thing. This is not a Caucasian thing. This is not a black thing. This is an American thing. And if you, we do not all get vaccinated, people are going to start dying by the masses again. And let me tell you something. Greg Abbott says that he will not allow the state to be closed. But Joe Biden can't shut us down again if it is a matter of national security. And I feel like that, that is where this is headed, sadly. So, please, stop the politicizing of the vaccinations. They need, everybody needs to be vaccinated. If you're not a child, everybody needs to be vaccinated from your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather, your stepbrothers. Everybody needs to be vaccinated. This needs to be an American thing. Stop listening to the lies of Donald Trump and his blind, dumb, and deaf followers. They're part of the problem. If I were president, I actually would be issuing orders that would be stating, if you make these statements, 
you don't want to get uh, vaccinated, that's fine. But what I would be pushing for, if the people are not wanting to get vaccinated, I would be pushing for vaccination cards. I would be for vaccination cards right now because we have got to resolve this issue because it's not going to go away. Please, I am begging you, go to your neighbors, make sure they're okay, make sure they're vaccinated. If they can't be vaccinated, you know, the Republicans tried to change and and manipulate what Joe Biden said when it says, we'll come to your door. He wasn't saying we're gonna go door to door. He was saying that we will go door to door if people want us to. So the Republicans are putting out such, I'm not gonna say misinformation, they are flat out lies that are costing people their lives. 1,000 people a, dot a day have tested positive, or I, I forgot exactly what that breaking news was. But in California, they are now back under mask dated because the, the county has seen more than 1,000 new COVID cases. So it's, it's cases, not deaths. Understand all the lies and everything that is being said about the vaccination, about the fact that um, it's not 100%, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to repeat all the lies. What it is, every single vaccination, vaccine, is 100% guaranteed for you not to die, period. For you not to go to the hospital, period. Stop listening to the naysayers and the liars that have nothing but political gain, that's what they think they're gaining. What they're gaining is a bad reputation, and they will answer to someone someday. With that, live from All You Need to Know Radio's brand new studios, I'm John Hollywood, your host, with Almost Forwards as my sidekick and co-host, and once again, Copperhead, our investigative reporter. Take care of each other, and remember, keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. And never let anyone tell you who to love, how to love, or how to make your dreams come true. Good night.